Oh man, he fucking really committed. I don't have Mountain Dew. Like I haven't. I, I don't really buy Mountain Dew like that anymore. Who does? Exactly. Like that was that was another time in my life. Yeah. But it's. I remember I used to drink Mountain Dew when I was, like, when I first started running track. That's, like there that, would be a um like a vending machine outside of the uh the track the field house, and we would drink Mountain Dew afterwards it's really weird that you would like run track and then drink like probably the worst thing in the um vending machine and we would eat mcdonald's and burger king cheeseburgers no what the hell to be young i know right what did they say what did they say youth is wasted on the young Mm. i felt that i really did i felt that too i feel like if i went back if i had this brain and like a younger body and and like my 20 year old body i would just i would fuck some shit up i oof you probably, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, that probably shouldn't have happened. Oh yeah, no, we can't do that. Yeah, because I'll tell you right now. Nah, I'm not gonna say that's that. Cheat, <laughs> that's cheat codes on cheat codes on cheat codes. <laughs> so many cheat codes. Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. So speaking of Mountain Dew, mm. our boy Young Corona told us, told me. That there's a particular concoction that you guys came up with. Yeah. That is especially delicious, yet uh I guess unassuming. It is the uh the right term. Well, because the thing is like you discover it because you're young and you just have that kind of cheap shit around you and you mix it, you put it together. It's like, oh, this isn't bad. Tell me about this. What is this called? It's Captain Dew. Captain Dew. Yeah. It's Captain Morgan and Mountain Dew. And I drank it a lot while I was working at Laser Quest. How? All right. How did this become a thing? It became a thing by a young person having just Captain Morgan and having nothing to mix it with. And then they put Mountain Dew in it. And it's like, huh, this isn't bad. Like, literally, it's um, a concoction made by a young degenerate. What does it taste like? <laughs> I mean, it tastes like. The thing is, like, Captain Morgan is actually pretty, pretty sweet. It's mm-hmm. a very sweet rum. Mm-hmm. So it was like. And and Captain Mountain Dew is like loaded with sugar. That's all it is. Basically, it's Yellow sugar. Five. Yeah, it's sugar. Um, it's it's sugar. Uh, caffeine. Um, I think like meth head tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much Mountain Dew for effervescence. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that, that's where the fizz comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you drank a lot of this? Not a lot of it, but I drank it while I was working. Well, oh, while you were working? Yeah, on the clock. At Laser Quest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I actually drank it most at Laser Quest than anywhere else. <laughs> I really did. So when was the last time you had it? Oh man, that was a while ago. That was a long while ago. I would say like while I was still at Laser Quest. Because okay. I, I, I consumed it most at Laser Quest than anywhere else. Can I make a formal request? What's that? For next episode? Get yourself some Captain Dew. That's not that's not that's not a hard thing to do. I haven't I just haven't gone there in a while. Like, no, I know. I'd, I want you to go there. Yeah, it was, man. I want you to take it there. I hope, I hope no one's offended that I was like drinking at Laser, at Laser Quest. It was not like it was like a hard, like a high skill job to. I wasn't, and I wasn't plastered. I was just kind of like buzzing. Sure, because it's Laser Quest. Who like, cares? Who, who cares? <laughs> we, there were there were actual lasers. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't. We weren't going on a quest. There was no, no danger involved. It was. It was like a warehouse. Yeah, that was like that was like that was in black like black lit and painted with psychedelic stuff. It was nothing. The worst you could do is trip and fall or run into a wall. Yeah, there was like a wrecking wall on there that they painted like a and painted like a pumpkin. 
Oh, really? Yeah, like it was like an actual wrecking. Like, you could see that it was, used to be a wrecking ball, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of. I wonder if they removed that out. Whatever happened to wrecking balls? They don't use those anymore, do they? I think they have like more. There's like we can use explosives instead of just like having this one thing just swing and shit. I like the wrecking ball. I mean, I like the I like the effect of it too, but I feel like they're more efficient in ways than just swinging a, a heavy ball at shit. You know? I can't think of one. You can't think of one? No. Like in C4? No? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe more effective, but <laughs> yeah. certainly less fun. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not nearly as fun. But I'm saying, like, I think people have, like, bottom lines and shit to me. So it's like, we can't. We get to. We have a budget. It's like, we can't. We can't afford a wrecking ball. It's mm. like, oh. If someone's always going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would take a wrecking ball over some C4. I would, too. But, you know, I'm Whatever. not I, I'm not in construction. I don't make those decisions. So. Do they still have it there, do you think? I know the place is I closed. But... Make, I wonder how they'll pull it out, though. Because I remember, like, I remember actually even trying to, like, push it. That thing does not move. Like, I remember just. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy as fuck. It's rocking. It's a ball. wrecking ball. Like, yeah. It wrecks shit. Yeah. But, yeah. I want to wreck it. <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. Right. It was. So, yeah. I, it might still be there. I have to go, maybe I can check that out. Maybe. All right. So, next week, we're going to get an official recipe concoction from you to tell the people right now we're just wetting their beaks a little bit telling them like hey this is a good thing you may want to check this out i think it kind of like i think the recipe's in that name though i know but we need to know like how much you're talking to a former bartender here man i need to know ratios oh wow so you're you're officially mixing them like yeah keep in mind listen the incredible hulk that was like you know a strip club drink that became an actual drink i remember that yeah so if we play our cards right, Ed, we might be able to uh, market this. I think you're the man for that, though, not me, though, because I'm just a young guy mixing shit. Like I, I have, know, but you're the brain of okay. this whole thing. You are the edge in Ed state your take with Ed and Aaron. You're right. I, I am, am just that. Aaron. I am. I am those things. I'm the idea guy. You're the executioner. I am those things. So there we go. So this is what we're gonna do next week. Captain, do state your take. Collision course. They're colliding. <laughs> Why are they colliding? Uh, Why are they running? Because this is what happens when worlds collide. Hey, speaking of colliding. Football. It's back. But this mm-hmm. time, we're not just talking about the NFL. No, we're also talking about the XFL. What is it with your boy and his obsession with generic football? Um, I can't answer that. I think Vince McMahon really just wants to be taken seriously amongst sports professionals. Like, I know he's taken seriously among business professionals. I know he's taken seriously among media professionals. But I think he really wants to be in the room with the uh, the owners of the NFL, like Jerry Jones, and be able to you know swing his dick around. Okay, so what does the XFL stand for? Uh, Extreme Football League, I okay, think. Okay, I think one step into being seen as someone taken seriously is that you can like actually use the E in extreme and not have it be the XFL, because mm. that... I feel like you're kind of skipping steps because yeah. you're, you're like, I'm going to have extreme with an X because that's like extreme it is. I have the E in it. I'm so extreme that I defy the alphabet. Do you think maybe it was just because he still owned the trademark 
Probably, but even still, like and EFL doesn't really flow as well. But even still, I think EFL might be taken. European Football League isn't that a thing? It may be, but I'm saying like even still, it's just you. It's it's, it's that's still what you have on there. Like well, even when you first came with XFL, it was still it was a bad it was a bad name then. It's still a bad name now. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But this week we got team names, we got team logos, mm-hmm. we got the um, the Houston. Great Value Oilers. Oh boy, what is their actual name? Uh, Roughnecks, right? Blasphemers. No, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it's the uh, Houston. I think it is the Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, Houston Roughnecks, and they do have a very um, familiar logo. Yeah, I think they, the owner's name is like Chud Wadams, or. Um. So you're not excited about this. Um. I just don't see how you can take a sport that has a reputation of being awful and give it to an a man who also has a reputation of being awful and expect something good out of it. But why don't we give this a chance, though? Why won't we give the XFL? Because of what I just said. Like, you have a sport that has a reputation of being awful and you give it to an owner who has a reputation of being awful. It's like, I don't see how this ends well. Um, you're probably right, but well, okay. even with the, the the clip art logos that came out this week, it's yeah, like the logos. Great. <laughs> I'm just like, they're... logos really weren't great. Dallas Renegades. Um, Bob Stoops is going to be the head coach of the Dallas Renegades. I mean, I'm glad he's working again. I guess that's that's something. Um, mm. uh, I don't know, man. Didn't they I, have like with the vipers that looked like the UAB? So a lot of these logos are very familiar. They're so very clip arty. The 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 yeah. Dallas Renegades actually looks pretty uh pretty familiar to another team called the Renegades, where they have kind of like the uh the bandit with the bandana over his face and mm-hmm. that with the hat and the face it sorta of, sorta of is in the shape of Texas. Yep. Like there's some uh there, there's a few similarities, we'll say. Um, the Vipers logo, UAB, very not good. <laughs> um, I'd say the best one is probably the St. Louis Battlehawks. That looks pretty cool. Um, the New York Guardians, uh, L.A. Wildcats, D.C. Defenders, Tampa Bay Vipers, and Seattle Dragons. Mm. Fourteen or eight teams. You know. You uh, you in? I mean, no. What are you into this? Into are you into Houston getting another professional sports team? Um, that will surely underperform. I mean, I don't be disappointing. I mean, I don't know how I feel about generic football or generic or generic. Football we don't teams. know it's going to be generic. It's it's definitely generic. Look at the 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 logos are made out of clip art. But they took two whole years between the announcement and to get clip art logos. It took two years to do that. But, I mean, they're taking more time than they did the first time around. Okay. Well, what does that tell me? They, yeah. And you still have clip art logos. Think about this, though. I'm thinking. Think about a lot of the NFL teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of their logos aren't good either. Dallas Cowboys logo? Is that a good logo? Sometimes no. less is more. The New York Football Giants logo? Is that a good logo? Sometimes less is more. No. The, uh, who else? Um... The Houston Texans logo. Is that a good logo? Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Dolphins? 
It's a fucking dolphin wearing a helmet. It's a dolphin. You're but right. Is it good? No. It's just been around for a while. It has history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if it would just cachet. come out tomorrow, you would be like, this is stupid. Why is a dolphin wearing a helmet? What does a dolphin need to do with a helmet? It's not even playing football. It's in the mm. ocean. Yeah. I think it I think it's the I think it adds to Chicago it. Bears? Is that a good logo? It actually is. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty good logo. That C is pretty good. Yeah, the C, and and then they have the bear too. Sometimes on other things, it it photographs well. Yeah, that's not bad. Green Bay. Is that a good logo? Actually, no. Don't even lie. It's not good. It's just iconic. Yeah. It's just been around, and everybody uses it. Grambling uses it. Georgia State uses it. Yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. Yeah, but I think it's just the fact that it's Texas. It's at the XFL. And they, they look like clip art logos and everything looks like a knockoff of another logo. I think that adds to it a little bit, or actually a lot of bit. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch. You're excited for what? Wait, so Yep. You heard me. I'm not gonna watch the NFL, but I'm gonna watch the XFL. For what? I'll just see what happens. I'm just gonna see- watch the first day for sure. I'm definitely gonna watch the first day. I mean, I think everyone is. Yeah. But and then I'll decide whether I wanna continue to watch after that. But what? You judge me? I'm not you judging me? I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you more as the outwardly laughing at you. No, it's not. I don't know if you want to call it judgment if I'm laughing at you, but you call it what you want. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think, I, I think I'm allowed to watch the XFL. You're allowed to watch anything you want to watch. Ooh, what if Colin gets a job in the XFL? Will you watch then? <laughs> no, seriously. I'm not kidding. I think Trump's buying a team in the XFL, though. I think that I think that no. Why wouldn't he? Trump buy a team? He's not. Well, if he doesn't get reelected, I'm saying. Yo, you know what? Trump and Vince are friends. I'm saying, and he tried to buy an NFL team. Like, why don't no one else not see this? Oh my god! No one sees this. No one that sees this. It's just me, huh? Okay, that's fine. Trump He's gonna is, have a team. Trump is gonna fucking buy. He's gonna XFL buy XFL team, team. if it all has all has to stay around for. If one, the XFL gets more than one season, yes, they're gonna expand. He's gonna have a team. Oh so there God. you go. Fuck. There you go. All right. Well, maybe I won't he, watch. He can't get in the NFL. He tried. So there's there's his door. He can get a professional team now. Vince owns all of these teams too, huh? I'm sure he does. He owns most things that he's tied his name to. Wow. Okay. All right. Well then, we'll see what happens. But as of right now, I am all in on the New York Guardians. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Guardians, um, Guardian of my heart, Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, a.k.a. uh, My Reason for Being, is ousted of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought we saved him. and I thought we saved him in Endgame. No spoilers, man. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Wow, guys. Who are you talking to? Wow, guys. I mean, I'm I'm talking about me. I'm talking about the people out there. Endgame. Losers like like you who can't go see a movie unless your girlfriend is attached to your hip. You're so single, huh? That's cool. I want to. I want to have that same energy when you when you're with someone. Have that same fucking energy. Have that same fucking energy. Point point taken. All right. (laughs) Um. But news broke this week that Sony and Marvel are breaking up. Essentially, that they can't come to an agreement on profits. They can't come to an agreement on credits. And as of right now, Spider-Man is solely in the hands of Sony and will no longer be partaking in any future 
Marvel Studio Pictures. This sucks for so many reasons. One, Peter Parker is an essential element to Marvel's Phase 4. Okay? Peter Parker will, if they do decide to make a new Avengers, Peter Parker is going to be the, the linchpin for the entire team. Spider-Man, spoiler alert, again, if you haven't seen Far From Home, is now, uh, <laughs> his identity is known to the world. I can't live in a world where that storyline isn't resolved. You've seen Far From Home now, right? Yeah. What'd you think? It was great. It was a great movie. Awesome. Great review. <laughs> but the stinger at the very end, like that put you on your ass, right? Like you weren't seeing that coming, did you? I mean, I think I saw the Jonah Jamie. I think I saw what they were doing with that though, because like they, we have to have that narrative to have like why do people hate like because like they, Jonah Jameson hates Spider Man. It's like why does he hate him? Mm-hmm. And they never had that in this one until mm-hmm. that. I was like, oh, I see what they did there. They right. added that to it. So I was like, okay, cool. Right, right. Uh, by the way, J.K. Simmons is back as J. Jonah Jameson. Right, and that they could have ended the movie that, that stinger on that note, and my heart would have been a flutter. Yeah. But they took another step forward. Um, again, if you haven't seen it, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character Mysterio was seen as a hero up until the very end of the movie. And then he said, Spider-Man, he's trying to kill me. And the video cuts out and then he cuts back in and says, Spider-Man is Peter Parker and puts a picture up. And that, that's, the end of the, that's the end of the movie. I'm doing a butchering job of explaining it and setting the scene, but that's because I'm passionate about getting to this point. Spider-Man Far From Home made more money for Sony than any other movie that they've ever made. Even um, Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. It, and like, I don't even think it was close. Mm. Um, Tom Holland is widely regarded as the best portrayal of Peter Parker that has ever been seen on screen, TV, movie, or otherwise. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. The only reason this these two conglomerates are beefing is because they, from what I understand, Marvel and, or Disney went to Sony to say, hey, look, you've been funding these Spider-Man movies, the past two movies. We'll split the cost with you. But we want uh, 50% of the merchandising, like the toys. Or I don't even know if it was 50%. I think they just wanted to renegotiate however, however much money they were going to be making from the toys. Mm-hmm. Because Disney have all these theme parks where you can sell T-shirts and toys and all this other shit with Spider-Man's face on it. I understand why they would want a piece of that or a bigger piece to say. Sony was just like, nah, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. Fucking why? Fucking why, dude? Like, what is the, what is the point? What is the problem? They're going 50 in with you. Just give them, just give them a little piece. Just give them a little taste. Just give them a little taste. (laughs) Just give them a little taste. Like, just like, look, you're fucking Sony. You're the only company. I can't think of another company that makes movies 
devices to watch your movies on. Playstations. And like screens to watch your movies on. Yep. And headphones to listen to your movies on. I don't know another company that does that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. And I understand that it's all like it's divided up. Like the, the Sony Electronics doesn't go to the Sony uh, Entertainment. Like I know it doesn't. They don't just share that revenue. But we're talking about. I just, I just don't understand, man. I just help me make sense of this, man. I know your, I know your heart, your heart's heavy right now. I feel like I got broken up with, and I wasn't even in a relationship. I know. I know. Help me. It hurts. Tell me something. Um. Yeah, it's all for money. I think it's all for money, man. I don't like. I don't have anything comforting to tell you. Sadly, it's just. That's it. I know. I just know it hurts. Eric's real bad. I don't like it. I hope that they can resolve this. Apparent. Uh, and the other worst part about this is that Kevin Feige isn't going to be, um, uh, executive producing. Any of the movies, so it's like oh, Spider Man, yeah, Woo. that sucks. But Kevin Feige didn't really have anything to do with Into the Spider Verse, and that came out great. But I mean, but did they, were they were they working with Marvel though? Uh, no, I think it was a standalone Sony. Oh, movie. really? I think so. so. Okay, so yeah. I think so. Sony, I would say, with Spider Man, um, with Spider Man, um, properties are probably like. They are, let's see, four out of six? Four out of six? Maybe four out of six? What four are you giving them? Okay, I'm giving the first, the first Spider-Man on Tobey Maguire. For sure. Second Spider-Man, second Spider-Man on Tobey Maguire. Definitely. Um, I give them Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And what's the fourth one? I was gonna give them Amazing Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two, Venom. Okay, three out of six. All right, three out of six. Yeah, that four. I don't know where that four came from. I don't think Amazing Spider Man with uh, Andrew Garfield was all that bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. It, it was wasn't kinda, great. Yeah, I like, think he was. He's he's too good looking for Peter Parker. They, that, they he's did, too cool to be Spider Man. They did. Honestly. They did too much. With the story, like I know they're trying to, they, like with the Uncle Ben thing, like they did too much with it. I yeah. feel like they just kind of went too left, and I was like, I see what I see what you're doing here, but it's just, oh my god, dude! I just thought Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Mm, yeah, you can't. Don't take Marissa Tomei from me, please. That's all I got left. That's all I got, man. That's all you have. That's all I have. All I have are these movies. I got nothing else in my life. Let's move on. We got to talk about some fires that have been going on and not the fire that burns inside of me with passion for the Spider-Man, Sony, Marvel three-way. Talk about the Amazon rainforest, sir. You've heard about this? I have. Thoughts? Um, they have their own madman over there. We have our own madman over here. It's just kind of like those things. And he's, I think he's actually like a big proponent for deforestation. And I think he's like blaming NGOs for it, which is very strange. But he's also very strange. So I'm just going to read through this uh, Guardian article. 
and it asks questions and then it kind of gives answers to the questions. So what is happening in the Amazon? What's happening is thousands of fires are burning in Brazil, many of them in the world's biggest rainforest, which is sending clouds of smoke across the region and pumping an alarming quantities of carbon into the, uh, the atmosphere. Uh, this happens every year, but some areas are affected uh, a little more than usual. The, uh, in the worst affected Brazilian state of the Amazons, the peak day of this month was 700% higher than the average for the same date over the past 15 years. In other states, the amount of ash and other particulates in August had hit levels, hit the highest level since 2010. So just, you know, if you've ever been near a fire, like even if it's been a fire like in your city, like you can smell the smoke in the air. You see the plume. You see the plume, the ash gets in your eyes, like it's hard to breathe, it's hard to see. So just imagine that. <laughs> times 700 percent like that's insane um the craziest part about all of this is there um all these fires have been intentional like these aren't natural lightning strikes hitting some dry brush type of deal like these are happening either um by farmers um burning stuff after the harvest or farmers clearing uh, forest land for, for crops. Um, land grabbers illegally are destroying trees so they can raise property value. Um, but they're deliberate fires, which is, I, to me, that just seems that makes this a little bit more heinous. It's because people are purposefully doing this stuff. Um, a lot of experts say that the images of the forest have been exaggerated um there's been a lot of misinformation being spread about social media yeah, are people using like photos of other the other forest burning that aren't really amazon rainforest right or yeah that's, right that's, i mean i guess but that's just just being clickbaiters i've been seeing a lot of people um sharing the the fact that the amazon produces 20 percent of the world's oxygen um that's been I don't know if it's been completely debunked, but the figure is more likely to be somewhere around the 6% range of right. oxygen, it's, which is still a lot. Yeah, but but this is a this is a big this is a big issue. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like a lot of the news is coming out that makes me makes my makes your eyes roll a bit. It's like, can we okay, it's I get it's an issue, but we don't have to do all this like you have to like use fake pictures of it and just say and, and inflate numbers sensationalizing yeah everything. it's like you don't do all that yeah. like we get it it's a bad thing don't get me wrong but it's like come on man like why are, like now i don't know now, now i don't know who to believe yeah right um and even if the uh even if the amount of oxygen being produced was higher or lower um once the forest is cleared out and the new crops get planted they'll be producing oxygen within its place because photosynthesis because photosynthesis because of sixth grade <laughs> science. right um but there's still reason to be concerned because yeah. um a lot of the fires are illegal and they are degrading the world's biggest terrestrial carbon sink um and an important home for biodiversity they also contribute to a more important trend which is an alarming rise in deforestation Scientists say the Amazon is approaching a tipping point after which it will ir irreversibly degrade into a dry savanna. So imagine like the Sahara Desert. 
Shit. At a time when the world needs billions more trees to absorb carbon and stabilize the climate, the planet is losing its biggest rainforest. Um, so you mentioned their, uh, their crazy dude over there, uh, Yair, Yair Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Um, he hasn't made things any better. No. Um, he was attacking the conservation NGOs and promoting the opening of the Amazon to mining, farming, and logging. The because far- they won't hurt the yeah that wasn't that wouldn't hurt anything. That's with the NGOs. Yeah. Those, not those miners and not those miners and stuff. Open and shut case, Johnson. Right. Uh, the far right leader has dismissed satellite data on DF- deforestation and fired the head of the space agency, but it is not solely his fault. The, familiar. Uh, <laughs> the agricultural lobby is a powerful in Brazil, and it has steadily eroded the protection that was so successful from 2005 to 2014. Deforestation crept up in the past five years under previous presidents Dilma Rousseff and Michael Temer. Michelle, Mikkel Temer? I don't know. Um, the rate has accelerated rapidly in the first eight months of Bolsonaro's rule, but this is not about him, politics, or Brazil. There are also huge fires in Bolivia, which has a left-wing populist president. Um... So what can we do? What can we do? As an average American, halfway across the world, what can we do? Um, I'll give you three seconds to think about it. I got it. What do you got? I think you can make it be known. And like, I think you, you, can, put the, you can put the word out there and not forget about it two weeks from now. Yeah. The, the most important things that I guess we could do is keep sharing true information yeah fact check your sources we all have a platform now so it's our responsibility to make sure that the information we're sharing is true also a lot of this uh rainforest that's being cleared out is being cleared out to harvest beef cattle because brazil has a huge beef industry yeah so as a consumer you can not buy brazilian beef can we do we do I mean do we boycott fuck with a child? I mean I mean because that's a tough call. I'm saying. Cause I love me some Fogo. Who doesn't? But if you can call your local uh Rodizio Churrascaria, Brazilian steakhouse, and ask, inquire, where do you get your beef from? And if they source it locally, go get put yourself into a meat coma. No problem there. But that's pretty much all we can do at this point. Yeah. Outside of that, you can vote for politicians that won't do business with, um, you know, any companies that don't value um, the Amazon rainforest. If they don't have any uh, intention on, you know, recovering that part of the world, don't vote for them. Um, you can donate to charitable causes like Greenpeace and WWF ironically enough, to uh, help preserve and protect the rainforest and maybe do something with these fires. I don't know. This is a really weird issue because, like I said, it's all intentional. This is not an accident. This is not like the, the fires in California that get started by you know, a lightning strike or somebody putting out a cigarette. Yeah. This is people doing it because they can. Like that shit over there, burn it. Yeah. So it's weird. But it's definitely something that we should be paying attention to for, for the time being. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this this podcast. This is the one part 
we we talked about the Amazon first because we wanted to get to this good shit. Yeah. Top five black sitcom moms. What are you gonna do about it, son? I I wanna um give a disclaimer though before I start. We're doing top five black sitcom moms. We're not trying to take away any any um shine from the June Cleavers. No. And the part and the and and the and the um what Roseanne's the award. Well, no, fuck Roseanne. But um <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh uh Peggy Bundy's. The Peggy Bundy's. We're not taking any shine from them. The March Simpsons. Yeah, the Mar- we're not taking any shine from them. We like, should do that. We should do that next. We should do top five. White slash yellow. See, mom. the reason why we didn't do that is because like we don't. I don't have the cultural perspective. Well, how about we do animated? How about do a top five animated sitcom moms? We could try that. We can try that, or just cartoon. We can try that. Yeah, let's do that next. Yeah, but today, yeah, we're doing top five black sitcom moms. Yeah, because we are I we doing top five. We're doing Mount Rushmore. Because I wrote down five. Both. Oh, okay. So we're taking our combined, and we're gonna no, we're gonna agree on a, we're gonna agree on a Mount Rushmore. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm not saying that those those moms aren't valid because they definitely have a a place in pop culture. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that I'm talking about black sitcom moms because I feel that it's a new it's a nuanced performance they have to do. To be a black sitcom mom, and I think that I, I think that you and I, are from a place that we can appreciate that more than you know, a Leave It to Beaver or a Birdie Bunch. And to be very clear, I tried to pick moms that I thought you would not pick. Why would you do that? Because just the, just, no, because just it's the, interesting. No, it's more interesting. Five, no, it's more bro. interesting if we do it. If because this is like this, this, this is a show. This all is right. what the show is, all right? All right. We're 45 episodes in. You still haven't figured out the show yet. The show is, I got to argue with you, and you got to argue with me, but in the end, we come together and agree okay. on certain things. That's the show. I'm just saying. Did we not I, talk about what the show no, is? No, we talked about it. You just, I just feel we like- We had a whole episode where we figure out what the show is, and then you just what the, what, the, what the show. Oh, those words? <laughs> Some of them. I'm just- I just, I just want you to have to work out to be contrarian about everything. No, it's, it's, it's fun. I like okay. it. I mean, that's fine. If you want to do it that way, that's how that's, I do that's it. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. We'll start with top five. Are we gonna do you no know, mentions or are we doing that later? Uh, we'll do that at the end. All right. Cool. All right. So your number five. My number five is going to be uh, D Mitchell from Moesha. Good call. Yeah. Why pick her? I pick her because um. I like I thought her um I thought her performance was I think Moesha is also a very underrated show. Mo to the E to the yeah. Mo to the E to the I don't remember the rest of it. That's I'm all. We're not getting into it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's I, I think Moesha for one is a very underrated show, mm-hmm. and she was great in the show. Um, she was she was a stepmom who yep. had to raise daughter that wasn't hers, and I thought I thought she played a she she played a was that the first. Like black stepmom? I don't. I don't know. No. Uh, no. Maybe. Okay, we we have to we have to research that. Underrated aspect of that though. Yeah, she's a stepmom. Thing. She was stepmom in the show, and she's a great. They even had a, a, a arc in the show where she wasn't there, 
she wasn't she wasn't there and like the, the house and the house kind of fell apart a little bit like they weren't eating they weren't eating food the right way they had mm-hmm. that random woman come in and like cook for them mm-hmm. she had to raise dorian's badass after like she found out that her that her that her um husband had like a son yep. another son had to raise his badass too yep and did all that shit plus she had to deal with ohaji right like she fake, to, fake she, gangster came in she, around, she, had to, around. she had to go to see her daughter at school like just <laughs> do these fuck boys and just had to keep her composure. Oh my god, that was that was a great show, man. Did they still show reruns of that on anything? Um, it was on Fuse, but on Fuse? I, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't have Fuse on like, um Xfinity anymore though. I yeah. think it's still on like DirecTV though. I have to look for look it up. Yeah, uh, my number five was Elise Neal from the Hughleys. Oh wow, yeah, Star Horse. I mean, Elise Neal. Is that what? only reason why you picked her? Yeah. We said sitcom moms. She's a sitcom mom. Is it like it's not about? But she's. It's know, not about your penis. But it doesn't though. hurt. It doesn't hurt. It does not hurt. You gonna sit there and tell me that Elise Neal's not a great mom? I don't know that. You like, gonna, gonna sit there and tell me Elise Neal's not a great sitcom mom? I think the the Hughleys was like it was it was an okay show. It was it yeah it was an okay show. That's why she's number five. She didn't come in at number one. I mean there are a lot of other moms in here that. Could but I mean we're talking about Elise Neal, dog. All right, man. I mean did you see that? I think it was King Magazine. Did you see that spread? What she did in King Magazine? I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you would remember if You're you did. Funny. Number four. My number four is gonna be Rochelle Rock from Everybody Hates Chris. Okay. That was gonna be my number. That was my number three. Number number four. I pick her number four because. The thing that I think that she does better than wait, are you going by like your the character name or the actress name? Because I got all the actresses. Oh, right, names. Or, okay, we can. We, I, I know her real name is Tashina Arnold. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Tashina Arnold. Yeah, I, I just wanted, I just wanted yeah, to, I, for no. the people out there. Yeah, okay. Rochelle Rock is Tashina Arnold, and she's she plays the mom on Everybody Hates Chris. And the reason why I picked her is because the thing that she does better than I think everyone on my list. Mm-hmm. Is that like she um, conveys like when your mom is really pissed off at you? Mm-hmm. Like she does that better than anyone on the list that I had. Yep. And like your mom, when your mom was mad, she would say whatever, and she would threaten you with just outlandish shit. Mm-hmm. And being is like you were so scared that you kind of believed that she would do it. Mm-hmm. And that was what she did in the show. And they would have like cutaways about like like I'm gonna smack you next week. And then like I'm like Chris, like saying like what happened? I got smacked next week. <laughs> like, and I remember I remember thinking that with my mom when she was mad at me and threatening me. She was like, oh, she's gonna fucking do that. Like even though even though like in hindsight, I was like she was never gonna fucking do that. Yeah. But I remember her saying that, and I was like, oh fuck, she's gonna do that. Like, in addition it. to all that, the relationship that she had with Terry Crews' character, the yeah. dad, was so genuine and real. Like right. they were a real married couple. Like it wasn't like they were always going out on dates and snuggling up on the couch. No, sometimes they were just yelling at each other. They didn't want to stand inside <laughs> of each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's real life. Right. So yeah, that's a great call. Um, my number four pick was Tisha Campbell from My Wife and Kids. Okay. Now, all right, Tisha Campbell could have rested on her laurels after having a successful run on Martin. Mm-hmm. That show went on for I think five seasons. Yeah. That was a run. All right. She was famous. She was doing movies. You know. She, she said, nah, it's not enough. I got to have two sitcom runs. This time she went out as a mom. And I think she did a great job. She did. I think she was fantastic. She was. No, I mean, because I, I think that the Wild and Kids was the first time I ever seen like a, um, a family have to deal with like a teenage pregnancy. Is that true? No, that think, can't be the I mean, first time. I mean, I mean think about it. Because I, I, I don't remember. Like, for me, it was the first time I saw it. Like, I saw a family on TV have to deal with, like, you know, my son got someone pregnant. 
Mm. I remember that was the season finale. Of like, uh, like um, Junior got that girl pregnant. Yeah. It was making good, and it was funny because the next season was someone else. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, the, the actor that played Junior, was he a singer? I don't know, but he was hilarious. He, he was funny. He was so funny. He was a Wayans, I think. No, he wasn't a Wayans. I was think he? so. I don't know. I remember he was in New York. I remember first thing in New York Undercover. New York Undercover, yeah. Yeah, and like, no, he was so stupid. He was very stupid on that show. But for <laughs> that kid to be able to bag Megan Good, it was like, all right, we live in television land here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I mean, Jay-Z's with Beyonce. Cash, cash was everything around me. Let's not, let's not cream get, get that, the right? money. Let's, I'm, I don't want to talk about Jay two episodes in a row. But anyway, uh, Tisha Campbell was on my number four. Okay. All right, your number three. My number three is Vivian Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Which one? Light skin oh, or dark skin? Oh, the first one. Dark skin. Vivian. The first one. Are we not going to acknowledge light skin Vivian Banks? She was kind of an afterthought. After like literally, I but think- she came in. She came in. She had to hold down the 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 role, and it was such a like. No pun. She a stark contrast. But, yeah, but I'm not, but like, look, you saw it. You watched Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Of course. Is there a comparison between no. the two? That's what no, I'm no, saying. No. So I feel like the mom in the like the first Vivian Banks got better storylines. Like she had Dude, the storyline with all of her sisters. Well, that, and her, that and her performances were just like. Remember that? What was that one episode where she was trying to dance? Yes. Like. As, yeah. That new on, Vivian man. Banks couldn't have done that. Come on, man. I don't like, see her doing yeah, that kind of role. Yeah. No. It's just. I think it says something that when your older sister flies their son out to come live with you because she doesn't think she because she thinks she's better off with you. Mm-hmm. It also says like testament to like what kind of mom she was. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's just Aunt Viv was like, man, Aunt Viv was the shit. Yeah, man. Uh, my number three, like I said before, was Tisha Arnold from Everybody Tisha Hates Arnold, Chris. Yeah, Rochelle Rock. Uh, yeah, just for all the reasons that we mentioned before, she was a great. Um, keep you in line kind of mom like she was the kind of mom that i feel like i could relate to the most because she did everything out of love yeah even though she, she was very aggressive and sometimes violent she's very nuanced very like, nuanced yeah a like lot of gray, gray yeah. space that, that that's something about the moms on this too that i think was funny because they were like there's like details with them like mm-hmm. i remember like with with d from um moesha would you get mad they would never comment on it mm-hmm. when she got super mad she would, like hurt your big ass it would slip out mm-hmm. i just love that shit. that shit was hilarious to me like yeah. she was or even like um with uh rochelle rock was like she always had her turtles yeah, like like your because your mom had weird shit like that too. Like my mom hates snakes. My mom hates snakes. like she hates them so much that if they're on TV, she'll change the channel. <laughs> she hates snakes, and it's such an easy prank that I haven't never done it to her because like I fear the repercussions because she really hates snakes. Yeah, yeah. So like your moms have weird things like that. So it's like whenever I see them, I'm like oh that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was definitely the most realistic portrayal of a mom that I can think of. Right. But the only reason she didn't make my top two. Well, we'll go into that. Okay. What's your top? What's your number two? My number two, um, man, number two is uh, Florida Evans. Good times. Good times. Which, in hindsight, is a horribly named show. There's a lot of bad times. On that <laughs> There's show, no man. good times. <laughs> a lot of bad times on that show. No good times. Um, I kind of like the uh, the the you know the 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 grandmother of all these sitcom moms is really right you could really argue that um a lot of the uh the sitcom that we have listed before i don't know if they're there without florida 
Evans or Esther Rolls portrayal. No. Before Evans and Good Times. No, you, no, no. You can make a sarcastic argument about that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that and like, she's also had some really great performances. Like, I remember, like, you know, like the, um, the meme is like the meme moment, damn, damn, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, but the thing is, like, if you watch the episode, it was weird. It hits me different because, like, I remember when my dad did pass away, mm-hmm. and mom and people that were coming over to talk to my mom, and my mom had to put on that brave face. And every now and again, like when people were there, you could see the cracks in it. Yeah. So it was kind of like like it was kind of like art, I'm taking life because like I remember seeing I remember seeing the episode after the fact. I saw it later after all that happened. I was like, holy shit! Like I remember my mom doing that. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't to that extreme though, but I remember like my mom like having to like you know be strong, and people come over like, oh yeah, everything's fine and it's not, but. I With think that she, show, it's very easy to get lost in the jokey jokes yeah. of it all and like the the big characters. Yeah. And they kind of had to do that at the time because people weren't used to seeing black families, especially mm-hmm. on television. Yeah. So they had to make them interesting and engaging. But you're right. Like every once in a while, they would have moments. They would have real actor, real people moments. Yeah. And those are the those are the the moments where you go back and you watch it as an adult and you can really you can see it. Yeah, you, get, you see the you get the weight, you get the full weight of it. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. Yeah. So that's my number two. So my number two, and the only reason I put her at number two was because I knew you would put her at number one was Foolish Rashad. Wow. Claire Huxtable. I don't know how you do this to yourself. So listen, I love Claire Huxtable. Who doesn't? And I love the Cosby show. I just, I can't, it's, it's so tainted now. Like I can't even watch the show anymore, dude. Really? Yeah. I can't do it. Can I, you? I mean, the have thing, you gone back and watched an episode of well, the Cosby the, show? The, the thing about the, the thing about the Cosby show is, um, like uh, I can't even stand to look at his face. You know what I mean? And all those fucking, you know, morals and stories and, and lessons that he tried to teach through the show. Like I just, it's all fucking nothing now. It's just shit. And for some shitty reason, like she has to get the the the, the ricochet, the effect of all that. But I loved her on the show because again, for for my money, she was the closest to my actual mom for a long time that I would see on television. Even down to the skin tone. Like, my mom has a similar skin tone to Felicia Rashad. And she would do everything with love. She would yell at you, but she wouldn't raise her voice. Her voice would be so soothing and so calm that whatever she was, sh- whatever she was saying, you had to pay attention to. And she really loved her husband. And she loved her fucking kids on that show. But given the severity of what that show, what that guy did in real life mm-hmm. i can't i can't even watch the show anymore okay like i guess before i name my number one which i think you already got i did let me tell you why florida Evans is in my number one the reason why she's not my number one is because like it's not her fault it's not the character's fault it just doesn't age well like it's mm. like um her character although necessary as it was is not applicable to today's times right it's a totally different yeah, it's a whole different era of, and I mean, I get that she, and like she, I don't want to fault her for that, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just time. 
like who knows 30 years from down the line we may have a different list right of people you know what i mean like there there's some other names on here that i think may be in the list later but we'll see mm-hmm. um but i think that uh that's why she's not my number one because i just think she doesn't age well yeah but like i said but but that's why number one on my list is claire huxtable because it ages well well, I think the thing is, it's so, it's funny because one of the criticisms that the Cosby Show had at the time was that it was unrealistic. They said like, you can have a black person be like a can't have a black lawyer. lawyer or can't have a black doctor. Yeah, but now like look around, what do you see? It's all you see. That's all you see. Yeah. So it's like I'm not saying that her character is the pivotal cause of that. I mm-hmm. think that I think that images like her. On TV, definitely contributed to it. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, I say she's I have, she's my number one because, I mean, because she was just a great she was great in the show, and I mean, I think that like her example is just something that I see like around me all the time now. So I think that her her effect on pop culture and culture is alone just it's still something you see everywhere you look. True. So I mean, that's why even though the Cosby Show. Even though Bill Cosby did all those things that he did, it's like, Cosby, he was a piece of shit, but it's like, I mean, that's why every, everything's not black and white. Everything's in shades of gray. Yeah. So I'm like, even though he, even though Bill Cosby was a piece of shit, like a different world, that, that that's, that's his product too. Like, and Marissa Tomei was on a different world. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to miss her so much, man. So I'm saying like. I miss her so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like. Even though he was a piece of shit, I mean, the cultural importance of those characters that they that they um produce is like I can't sure yeah can't, no I agree with you yeah. like it culturally it was it left a huge footprint yeah like I mean I think yeah so I that's why she's that's why she's my number one I think that yeah that's my number that's my number one yeah so my number one who do you think it's Florida Evans no it's not who. My number one black sitcom mom is Jennifer Lewis from Blackish. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. She makes me laugh so goddamn hard on that show that, like, I can't even, like, I don't even like watching the show if she's not in the scene. Like, that's how strong of a character, that's how strong. I am drawn to her character at this point. She's so good. She's so funny. And she's so perfect for that particular role. And for her character to be the mother of Anthony Anderson's character and the way Anthony Anderson raises his kids and the way he interacts with his wife on that show, when you go back to her and the way that her and Lawrence Fishburne interact, it makes perfect sense like kenya barris nailed that shit well jennifer lewis is a national fucking treasure she really fucking is a national dude. fucking treasure she go and look up any of jennifer lewis's even when she interviews. was Air, like yes oh my god when you go look at enter for interviews and she just has gems after gems of sound bites yeah. that like literally someone like your grandmother or your great aunt would go and say no she's a national fucking treasure so I love her to the ends of the earth forever. And, and like I'll put her up against any sitcom mom. 
for sure. I just wish that she would get like her own. Like they're they're given the spinoffs mm-hmm. of the Blackish show. I wish that they would do like a Jennifer Lewis spinoff. Yeah. Like I don't know what they would call it. Okay. But that's my pick. Okay. Okay. You want to do honorable mention? Okay, my honorable mentions are uh, Harriet Winslow, of course, from Family Matters. The reason why she did, like, the thing is, like, she almost made my, she almost made five. Mm-hmm. But the reason why when I watch this show is not her fault or her performance fault. I think that, like, when the surgeons of Steve Urkel, every other character was diminished, right? Which including hers, yeah. So it's just like. Yeah, so I mean, she was great though, but you weren't gonna outshine that supernova of a star. No, yeah. So who yeah. else you got? Uh, Lisa Landry, um, Jackie Harry from yep. Sister Sister. Yep. Uh, uh, Nikki Parker from, from the, the Parkers. Parkers. Yeah. yeah, Monique. Yeah, uh, Mary Jenkins from Two Two Seven. All right, now you're just taking all of my answers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting kind of sick of you. Uh. Rainbow Johnson. God damn, dude. Seriously? You're taking you, all of my picks. I did my research, okay? I did oh my, my work. God. I did I, I didn't want I didn't want to like leave people out. All right. So and my last my last two, what they kind of they, they kind of combo together is Adele Wayne and Marion Gilbert. They're played by Paola Bell and Diana Carroll for a different world. Mm-hmm. Even though they're guest stars, like they will come on and they will kill that shit. Yeah. Chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm looking for her name right now. I can't think of the actress's name, but uh, Wanda from Bernie Mac show. Okay. Yeah. I you talking about that. Um, I can't think of her fucking name. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross was on my honorable mentions list, so thank you for stealing that from me. And steal anything. You did steal it. Still nothing. You did steal I it. Still nothing. Um, and I think you know, even though the show is kind of trash and it is a uh, kind of a weird show um cookie from okay. empire yeah I, I knew i knew you were going when you said trash i was like yeah. oh, he's gonna say cookie he's gonna say we cookie. can't act like that he's first season say cookie. we can't act like that first season wasn't it was something it, it was it was it was a thing it was must see tv it was no it was it was it was a train wreck but like you have to watch it you gotta watch it yeah. after that season like i don't think we really watch it anymore All right. oh also um what's your face uh uh from power uh Missouri Nun? Yeah. But what's her character's name? I don't know. Uh St. Patrick. St. Patrick. What the fuck is her first name? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever her name is from from Power. But yeah, Naturi Naughton from Power. It's All up right. there. So here, here's here's my proposed Give my me a route much more. Claire Huxtable. Okay. Florida Evans. Okay. Vivian Banks and Jennifer Lewis. I'm with it. You like it? I'm uh, yeah, I think that's perfect. You like it. I'm with it. All right, Let's that was easy. That was easy. I thought that was going to be hard. I thought it was too. I thought we were going to argue a little <laughs> yeah, bit more, but no, we got there. Yeah. Cool. That's it, man. All right. Cool. Cool. Why can't they do this in politics? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. So. You got some education for us? I do. What do you got? What do you think a troll is? Uh, those are those little dolls. They were popular in the 90s with the long hair and the jewel in the belly button. Those are those. Yeah, you're right. What do you think, it, like, what do you think a troll is in terms of like the internet? You're not wrong. I, that wasn't what I was going for, but you were right, so I didn't want to like shit on you for saying that. But yeah, that's what I was looking for. But yeah, you're right. Um, internet trolls are people, not always basement dwellers. Sometimes they're just very 
uh, regular people who just lack some sort of attention in their real life, and they search for it on the interweb. Yeah, here's uh, here's why I have a theory how I think trolling began. I, I think trolling began because, like, with the sort of social media, you know, everyone's putting their um their info out there about what they do with their lives. Like, they may climb mountains or they may, I don't know, um, train lions, and they put that on social media, and everything's interesting. But I think, but I think the people are just. But some of us aren't that interesting about everything. Some of us are just really regular people. Mm-hmm. But I think some people see that the people, the interesting people, get attention. They're like, I want that attention too. Yep. But I'm really, I'm I'm not that interesting. I don't do I don't train lions or climb mountains or hang glider or anything like that. So it's like, what can I do? So I think in order for them to get that attention, they're just like the most awful pieces of shit ever devised by man. And they just want people to look, just so people can look at them. You know what the worst part is, is that some of these people aren't even pieces of shit, but they just say things pieces of shit would say right. and don't expect any sort of repercussion from it. Yeah. So it's just like, but I think they, they, just, they just do it because they want that attention. And it's really sad. So I just want to say like the, the trolls, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I know you're boring. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to it's be boring. It's okay, man. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like. I don't know where we got to in life where it's better to be awful and have the world look at you than to be just regular and have no one look at you. Yeah. How the fuck did we get here? I, I you know, I, I don't know. I think, and I know it all comes back to social media. Oh, social media is to blame for everything. But it really does kind of come back to social media. Social media gave everybody a platform to get in touch with people that you have no business getting in touch with. I have no business being able to tweet Chris Evans. Nothing. I have no business having a conversation with that man. Have you seen him? He's amazing. He's a magnificent creature. And yet still, if I wanted to, and if I did it often enough, I could tweet at Chris Evans. Hey, Chris Evans. Hey, Chris Evans. Do you hey, Chris, Chris Evans? Evans? No, I don't. Yeah, because they think you don't have to. I don't have to, you but I can, and that's but, the point. Yeah, but I'm saying you don't have to. No, I don't have to, but some people do. Some do people you? do need that feeling of satisfaction of being seen. But do you? I feel like you can. Cause you and I don't. Well, I don't and I realize that we're ironically saying that on, on a, a podcast. podcast. But if you're listening to this, you're a volunteer. You signed up for this. Yeah, you can just not listen. But just don't turn it listen. off. But don't not listen. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is that like people feel that need that they want to be seen, like you said, and they want to be seen by people that they see. But this can't be. But just, I mean, if you want to give seen, like, yeah, to kind of talent or do something that's more worthy of being seen, but. I just think it's really sad when people have to think they have to be awful to have value. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be awful to have value. You can just be a regular person, live a regular life, and not say and and not like you know look for the biggest reaction from people by saying just one of those awful things in the world. Yeah, it's you very just, strange. As a human being, inherently you have value. Yeah. So you just have to pay that value forward somehow. Yeah. And you're not going to do that by tearing other people down. Don't be a terrible piece of shit. Yeah, don't do that. You're better than that. You're better than that. You're brighter than that. You matter, damn it. You do. All right. Well, there you go. There's a show. Uh, sign up for, wait, no. Subscribe to our playlist on <laughs> Spotify. Uh, I guess, yeah, sign up to Spotify and then subscribe to our playlist. It's called State Your Take List with Ed and Aaron. Um, follow us on Instagram. 
at State Your Take. Follow Ed at the show's voice. Follow me at Arn Mickle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an accurate pronunciation of it. Can't say it out loud. Arn Mickle. Yeah, I, I got. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but a lot of my coworkers have been trying to find me on Instagram. Really? Yeah, like they were like, "What's on your Instagram?" And I'm like, "If you find it, you can find it." But I'm not telling you where it is. And you know that my my IG is like wide open, like it's not yeah. private. But it's just like my I don't have my real name on there. Like you can't fo- like phonetically, my name doesn't say Ermical. anything. Ermicle <laughs> can't find me by email. You can't find me by uh, phone number. But if you follow state your take, you can find me. There you go. Um, what else? Merch coming soon. Yeah. Uh, want to give a shout out to the guys at No Redeeming Qualities. We tried to get them on last week. We had some technical difficulties. We're going to try that again soon. We will. Um, you got anything? Um, what, what's going on? What, so, what, something else happened mm. recently. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Eh, it's not important. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.